When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have arrived, gentlemen, the last PHNX Cardinal podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the last show before the show this coming Thursday, April 28th, live, the Ainsworth, all of us together. But today is the day for our PHNX Cardinals mock draft. Gentlemen, how we doing? Let's do it. Fantastic. Let's do get it. these players on some teams. Actually, a logical mock draft. We're not going to get too crazy, right? Are, are Anybody got some pretty wild picks up their sleeves? Um, I don't know. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna try to be, I don't know. I don't want to say conservative. We're not going to allow trades. Okay. Right? So here are the okay. rules of this mock draft. As Phoenix Suns in the chat says, go Suns. Okay. Yes, this, this, is a, this could be your pregame for a very tense Suns game tonight. We're hoping to alleviate a lot of those concerns here on PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I do want to remind everybody, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. This is the show today. We're going to go pick by pick all 32 picks in the first round. Myself, Bo, Damian Anderson, and we're going to see how this shit falls. When we get to pick 23, it will be a joint collaborative effort here. We're going to talk about it, talk about some scenarios but we're going to go <laughs> one through 32 gentlemen can't even control myself. I'm so excited. Uh, I have offered up Bo asked who's going to go first. And I said, me, me, I'm going to go right. first. So I didn't even give Damien or Bo a chance to, to get it started. So producer Leah is going to crush it. She's got a graphic queued up for us. Can we see the graphic template? Leah, do you have that? She says, no, it wow. will be ready after eight <laughs> picks and we're going to rock and roll. We've already got people in the chat. Chris Ramos, Speaking of the choir, brother, no defense, please. Uh, love hearing that. Love hearing the no defense calls. I got a, I th- I got a feeling we're going to see a lot of defense in the top five, unlike last year where we didn't see the first defensive player go off the board until uh, J.C. Horn to the Carolina Panthers. Are we prepared for any uh, YouTube comment or username sabotage today? You know, I thought we would leave that dead and buried yesterday. I, I, I was hopeful that we wouldn't bring it up, yet here we are two minutes into the show, and, and Bo is talking about something that took place yesterday. If you want to go back and watch that, I'm not going to discourage anybody from watching our fine program. Damian Anderson, how do you feel before we do we embark on our first mock together? I mean, it's a little pressure, you know, because I, I like winning in most things that I'm competitive in, and, mm. you know, it, it's I take pride in that. And yeah. I want to beat you and Bo. So <laughs> that's where we're at. It's good know? to have big dreams. You know, that's where we're at. Again, I mean, this is our last show before Thursday. Yeah. We're going to be at the Ainsworth. Uh, quick, not shameless plug, but the plug for the party of the year. PHNX Cardinals live April 28th at the Ainsworth, 4 p.m. Gentlemen, we just got word before we went live. 200 RSVPs Holy thus far. Smoke. Max capacity has been increased, gentlemen, to 300 people. That's because, in part, CB1 Byron Murphy is going to be in the house. Meet and greet. First 50 people through the door. Handshake. Autograph. Picture. 
hanging out, talking ball, come shoot the shit with myself, Bo, Damian, Frank Sanders, among a plethora of guests. We're going to have drink specials, food specials, giveaways. That's at the Ainsworth in downtown Phoenix. It is going to be the party of the year. And, and I'm so excited, Bo, that so many people have, have turned out on their RSVP list. I think this number is only going to continue to go up. Yeah, it's going to be huge. As we said, it's a massive night here in AZ as far as a sports night. You got the Suns, Game 6. Hopefully, them sealing the deal against the Pelicans. I would like them to go away for our draft party, and then we can focus on the first-round pick the next day and then the Suns, uh, you know, next-round series. We can figure out where Kyler Murray's allegiance potentially lies because it could be the Phoenix Suns versus the Dallas Mavericks, uh, you know, his hometown team. Who's he rooting for in that series? Are we, do I need to not ruffle those feathers right now before our mock draft? It's it's a lot. It, it's a lot before, you know, it's a lot to think <laughs> about. It's a lot of layers to it, Bo. Um, but, you know, with that party at the Ainsworth for draft, I'm just going to, I know we have a, a part in here about a read. It might be a good time to get that shot because there's going to be a lot of close talking going on at the Ainsworth. Like you said, Johnny. <laughs> if, if the Suns lose and the Cardinals take a defensive back, uh, I will not be able to control myself, especially if the Suns lose the series. Tonight is a must-win, needless to say. Uh, Phoenix Suns in the chat making a point. Suns game and draft is making fans nervous. You should be nervous. We all should be nervous. But today is a celebratory day in the sense that it's our first PHNX Cardinals mock draft on the clock. These three gentlemen in front of you, we're going to kick it off now with the first pick. I've been gifted it because I stole it. Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. Trent Balky and company, the dysfunctional Jags, do what they do, right? Jags going to jag. They've got Mr. Hutchinson, University of Michigan, standout available. Nope. I'm going to go with the Sharks in Vegas. First overall pick, Jacksonville Jaguars take Trayvon Walker, edge rusher, University of Georgia. My mock is going to be what I believe what will happen, not what I will happen. You gentlemen can take your own approach. But, Bo, I think Trayvon goes first overall come Thursday to the Jaguars. That's where the money's going as far as Vegas is concerned, betting favorite. It's it's pretty astounding. I mean, when we were talking about uh, Walker, if you would have said this in January, I think a lot of people would have called you crazy. But here we are on the uh, just the, the day before the eve of the draft. Trayvon Walker is the favorite to go and falling into the Detroit Lions' lap because they were rascals and they wanted to beat the Arizona Cardinals in a in a in a game late in the season, they don't have the number one overall pick. They've got the number two pick, and they still get their guy because I'm gonna go with the kid from Michigan, Aiden Hutchinson. He's staying yep. in state and he's going to the Detroit Lions. Sure, they could look at the quarterback position, Malik Willis, but I think look, this draft, I, I don't think you can take Willis two overall. You might be able to take him down the line, maybe even at 32. They could take a quarterback. They've got that pick. Uh, but the Lions at number two overall take it. Aiden Hutchinson, beast. Three sacks against the rival Ohio State. He got invited to the Heisman Trophy ceremony, and he's uh, he's going to be playing in Michigan for his, to start his pro career. How fast do the Lions turn in that card if Trayvon Walker is the first overall pick? I think it's it, it, it harkens back to once upon a time, Sam Bradford going first. To, uh, to the St. Louis Rams, the Lions gifted and Dominican Sue, Damian, I think I think that's a gift from the heavens. And really, the draft, Damian, starts yeah. with you at pick three, right? Yeah, right we know on. who the first two picks are going to be. So it's going to be Houston. Uh, they're a train wreck right now. They got a lot going on, and they have a lot of needs, right? So, But I'm going to start, like I said, it always starts up front. I'm going to go offensive line with tackle from Alabama, Evan Neal. Mm, I like it. 
the, the, I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a safe pick. It, yeah. It's a guy that's proven it's what they need. They can't, they're not going to get a lot of flack from, you know, fans. I know that they want to see something explosive, but it's for the long-term rebuilding process. It all starts up front. I like that pick a lot. I was at the combine. I saw him in person. He's the most shredded 330 pound specimen you've ever seen. He talked about a story quickly, gentlemen, two years ago. Somebody asked him what was his proudest moment at the University of Alabama. He said he got COVID and then was essentially on injured reserve for two weeks. Like couldn't get off the couch, breathing problems, basically willed his way to play in the SEC championship game, had a standout performance, has all the intangibles. And Damien's right. Like if you're Houston, you just you need some safe picks here. And I know they have Laramie Tunsil under contract, but now you got bookend tackles with he and Evan Neal. For a quarterback that could use some support that's not overly mo- mobile, so uh, I love that pick. I think they're going to go tackle. It's just you know what's your what's your preference? Uh, the the New York Jets potentially could need a tackle. By the way, they're at pick four. There's word Makai Becton may never play football for them again. He's got weight issues, maturity issues. So, gentlemen, I'm kind of tempted right now based on what I'm hearing. New York Jets at four. You know the Giants would love a tackle. I'm going to take Ikem Akawanu. Icky from NC State, the New York Jets go safe. Zach Wilson, blindside protector, can never have too many quality linemen, especially in the dreaded AFC East with a ton of quality defensive coaches. Icky goes four to the New York Jets. Mr. Bo Brock, you are on the clock. Let's stay in the building in East Rutherford for pick number five, the New York Giants. And I think the G-Men are going to start to go offense, but not with pick five, even though they brought in Brian Dable, who's known for his play calling on the offensive side with Josh Allen. And number five, they're going to falling into their lap, probably, arguably, the best athlete in this entire draft, Kayvon Thibodeau, Oregon, wow. the edge rusher. I think that, look, what do you think of when you think about the, the, the Giants? You think about that pass rush, Strahan, mm-hmm. Justin Tuck, you got uh, O.C., all those guys that uh, ruined Tom Brady's perfect record in the Super Bowl. So I think that they're trying to get back to their roots a little bit, even though they have an offensive coach. Quickly, does it concern you that no Oregon edge rusher really has ever panned out? We've we've talked about it, right? No. There, every like four or five years, we get an Oregon edge rusher mm-hmm. that's a top ten pick, and they like they seemingly all bust. What was that kid in twenty thirteen? The Cardinals took Jonathan Cooper. Deion Jordan, like, yeah, Deion Jordan was was like the, the kid. talk of the league, right? Local kid, yeah, yeah. And there's been a, a ton of those Oregon defensive ends. Now, I do think this kid has the highest upside maybe of any edge rusher in this class, higher than Aiden Hutchinson, but you just wonder, does he love football? I think the the talk of him falling has been premature, Bo, to your point. He's still going top top 10. Where he falls is you know remains to be seen, but I like that pick a lot for the Giants. Their pass rush has been, has been pretty bad for some time. Mm-hmm. Guys, I know we got Carolina. Uh, there's been a lot of talk with Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, uh, Malik Willis and also Kenny Pickett, but uh, I, I think that it's a prove it's a prove me wrong, prove me right year with Sam Darnold, and I think that they're going to stick with the offensive line and protecting him, guys. I'm going Charles Cross, Mississippi Ooh, nice. State, Mississippi State. Love this this meat and potato draft. We talked about it, you know, leading up. This is not a sexy draft, right? Like it might be for us people who are in the chat. We love football, but right. the casual fan, like my wife, doesn't know who these people are, but she knew last year, right? who Trevor Lawrence was. You got to know Trey Lance and just, everybody knew Justin Fields, right? Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. We, we've got how many picks in? We're, we're six picks in and we've got three tackles. Three no sexy yet. Johnny. No, no sexy. sexy. No sexy right. yet. 
I'm going to, I'm going to sexy it up a little bit here. So giants are on the clock again. This is the pick from Chicago, the Chicago bears, Justin Fields, the trade up last year. And I don't know if you guys have been keeping track. Their skill positions are a hot mess disaster, right? There's talk of Kenny Galladay, one of the worst free agent signings of recent memory, no touchdowns last year. I think he got like 18 to 20 million per season. The kid that they took, Kadarius Toney, out of Florida last year, I mm. loved him, right? I thought he was going to be a great player. Maturity issues, now he's been in the building. They're looking for a second-round pick. I just think if you're trying to assess this team, we know Brian Dable loves his skill players, as we saw in Buffalo. You got to get some some adequate targets. I think this is where we see the first receiver off the board, and I think it's a lot of people, maybe not the best, the highest ceiling, but the most complete today. It's Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State, Goes to the G-Men, the New York Giants, at pick seven for whomever is going to be throwing him the football long-term, Mr. Bo Brock. I think David would love that pick. They're paying the most money to their wide receiver room. And as you mentioned, uh, the numbers, they they don't look like it. Absolutely don't look like it. Uh, number eight, the Atlanta Falcons, who could be a big wild card. I mean, when you're sitting in the Arizona Cardinals sitting at 23, this is a team that can kind of really pivot the draft depending on where they go. They did it last year, too, at four. They ended up going with Kyle Pitts, and that was a worthy selection. Uh, he looked good catching passes from Kyler Murray in the Pro Bowl. Eighth overall. Um, you know, I think that the wide receiver position could be where they want to go. Quarterback they could look at, but I think that they go. They want to pair A.J. Terrell, who is already shaping up to, to be an elite shutdown corner. If they can get a guy off the edge, and who's the next best guy in this draft – Cardinals fans, I'm sorry. Jermaine Johnson is going eighth mm. overall to the Atlanta Falcons. You got that pass rush, you've got that corner, like it. and I, it's a good mix. I like I like that pick a lot. And I think I think the it was the dream that was short-lived with Jermaine Johnson sniffing around <laughs> pick 23 with the Arizona Cardinals. He is he's been talked about it. Like literally, there were two high-profile mocks released earlier this week with Jermaine Johnson going to the Cardinals and then like 12 hours later, it's like Jermaine Johnson's going top 10. Um, so I'm going to get a quick ad read here. We're going to touch base on the first eight picks and we're going to keep this party moving. I want to remind everybody, okay, deep breath, Phoenix Suns, they play basketball tonight and the NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. You can get in on the action via the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just five bucks on any team to win Get $150 in free bets instantly, no matter what. You can also bet on the NFL draft. We've got an NFL draft prop specific show tomorrow. PHNX Bets Daily Podcast at noon. Myself, Shane Diefenbach. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round of the NBA playoffs with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for an even bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, Place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs. You can get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit. DraftKings is hooking you up. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs. Get $150 in free bets. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over. Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Miss Leah, how we looking eight picks in to our 2022 mock draft. Look at that gorgeous graphic. We've got Amazing. Tra- Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson went second overall, Evan Neal from my man Damian, Icky 
because I don't want to pronounce his name because I'm sure I'm going to butcher it when fourth overall, Kayvon Thibodeau, Charles Cross, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson. So, gentlemen, seven of the first eight picks up front, big heavies on both lines of scrimmage. Damien, you going to keep that trend moving? You're moving, my man. I'm going to change it up and add a little sauce to it, guys, with Sauce Gardner. Yes, with Sauce Gardner from the University of Cincinnati. I mean, the dude's a stud, not having any touchdowns scored on him. And I know that the question has been about the competition, but he did his thing against Notre Dame. He plays at a high level. He measures well. He's big, he's long, and he's fast, and he just gets the job done. And we know what Pete Carroll is in terms of a defensive schematic, you know, head coach. So, yeah. I, I think that's why him and Russell Wilson butted heads because he knows how to win in his mind championships. And here we are starting Legion of Boom all over again. I like that pick a lot. I Me think too. that pick makes a lot of sense for what this team wants to get back to doing. They don't have any corners of notes. And I feel like Pete Carroll's probably like, I'm not going to be in this position, even though he's wrong. T- picking top 10, they can manufacture pressure. They don't have those big, lengthy lockdown corners. And Sauce Gardner, I think, has never given up a touchdown at the collegiate level. Now, Cincinnati competition, but uh, be that is, yeah, that's true. They were in the Final Four for a reason. So I am I back up here with the New York Jets here at pick 10? Man, oh, man, uh, we got some choices to make. So the Jets have already gone offensive tackle. I, I for some reason, now have both Jets picks. Uh, I would love to trade this pick for Debo Samuel, get him up out of the NFC West, but that's not – now we're going to do things here on this show. We're going to keep it relatively conservative here. I'm going to go back to my big board here, and I think the Jets are sniffing around the cornerback market. I think they like Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. I think they helped themselves. Elijah Moore is a cornerback, or excuse me, a receiver they took last year. I think they like the rapport with he and Zach Wilson. I don't think they want to force a receiver here. I think they could go receiver in the second round. They got two picks, but Derek Stingley Jr., with sauce are the top two corners. And then there's a drop-off. So I think Joe Douglas and company know that in the Jets building. And I feel like they they think, okay, we get we need somebody to lock up Stefan Diggs. We need some, we need a number one corner and they get one from LSU. Robert Sala, defensive guy. They said that yeah. they're gonna they're gonna emphasize defense after their first draft with Zach Wilson. They were going offense. So Look, that's a good pick. Derek Stingley, as far as the, the skill set, that's what you want. 11th overall, the newly named Washington Commanders. They bring in Carson Wentz. It's a team that is near and dear to my heart. I grew up in the D.C. area. I've watched this dumpster fire for far too long. The Commandos. And, uh, going this is, commando. <laughs> yes, this is, they're going commando with Carson Wentz. Uh, 11 is a wild card for the, some of the wide receivers that the Arizona Cardinals covet. And I think Jamison Williams is in play here. I think, look, you pair this guy with ter- scary Terry McLaurin. Either one of these guys is going to look great opposite him. I think they go Drake London from mm. USC yeah. as the second wide receiver off the board in our PHNX Cardinals mock draft at 11th overall. Drake London, playmaking wide receiver from USC, goes 11th. Can I intervene real fast? So I, yeah. I, I like that pick. I think it's the right pick because I think when you talk about Jamison Williams – we talked about it on yesterday's show. The teams that can quote unquote roll the dice on a player who's coming off a torn ACL have to come from stable organizations or where there's stability with the head coach GM combination. Ron Rivera needs to win this year, right? There's going to be pressure for them to win. Their offense was terrible last year. I think some some head coaches GM combinations may be infatuated with Jamison for 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 the right reason, 
But when push comes to shove on Thursday night in front of your owner, can you roll the dice? Is your medical team confident enough to take a kid with a torn ACL in the top 15? We haven't seen it since Todd Gurley once upon a time. So I, I do think you could you could get some teams that say, not for us. We respect the talent. We respect the kid. But we, we can't afford it. We got to win now. Just, yeah, just throwing that out there. I agree with Jalen Blair, too. I think uh, I think a guy like um, the safety out of Notre Dame could absolutely be in play. I'm shocked he's still on the board. Love him, Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of scary that he's still there, and, and that could be somebody oh, that a team could trade up for. Positional value, though. We saw it with Derwin James once upon a time. Bo, you and I are here. You and I are here because <laughs> with the Vikings' first-round selection at number 12, they select safety from the University of Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton. Um, all the, he has all the intangibles, size, range, speed, play recognition, uh, that, and they have some familiarity at that position from Notre Dame guys. We talk about the Cardinals in Washington. That's the Vikings with Notre Dame pros, you know, pr- draft prospects. So, obviously, he could come in and make immediate impact. I like him really anywhere over this board, I would say between like 5 and 15 in terms of Kyle Hamilton. You know, the Vikings need to – their offense has always been solid dealing with – injuries they've made some key additions up front uh getting the the big defensive end from the packers that didn't play last year but adding kyle hamilton in the secondary and pat, pat p outside in the other corner they could do they could do some major things on defense harrison smith and kyle hamilton at the safety position would be yes, pretty sir. deadly on the back end just like what the cardinals kind of had with Jalen and, and buddha we're back to the houston texans here uh at pick 13 this is the pick from the cleveland browns for deshaun watson uh, uh, we could say it till the cows come home. This team needs just about anything. I think this team would love to take a corner, a premier corner or safety. If one of those big three defensive backs fell to them, Hamilton, Stingley, Sauce Gardner, it did not happen. We have known this organization has been sniffing around wide receivers this offseason. Brandon Cooks is back with them on a rework deal. I still do not think it behooves them to ignore the receiver position. Again, you're trying to support, uh, what's his name, Jordan Mills? Yeah, Davis. Jordan, Jordan Davis. Mil- Davis, Davis Mills. Mills, yes. I was thinking of this, the breakfast cereal. Um, <laughs> with that being said, I think they go a safe route. They go Ohio State wide receiver Chris Alave. They Ooh. get what Will Fuller was supposed to be once upon a time, better durability to pair with Brandon Cooks, somebody that can stretch the field. Again, Chris Alave, Garrett Wilson, I both feel like will be definitive top 15 picks. The second of the two Ohio State wide receivers go by pick 13 to Houston. Cardinals fans are getting antsy in their pantsy as they see Jamison Williams just fall down the draft board. The Ravens at 14. Look, Lamar Jackson wouldn't know what to do with Jamison Williams. Could he? Can he sling it over that defense enough to get a guy like J-Mo going? They went receiver last year. They did. They did. Don't they be greedy, get, Baltimore. They, Don't they, be greedy. <laughs> okay. They, they can go a couple different ways. Could, could they go interior offensive line, a guy like Zion Johnson in play? They could go in the secondary. Do they like Booth out of Clemson? Um, or do they want to go with the, you know, the wide receiver? Or could they go with that D tackle, Jordan Davis? You mentioned you mm. almost took him off the board by talking about Davis Mills. Jordan Davis, the big mountain of a man from – Georgia, I like him here for the Ravens. It kind of just fits their mentality. He is only kind of a two-down guy, but he makes a big impact out there. The anchor of any defense he's going to go to, he's they're going to take from the national champion Bulldogs, Jordan Davis, off the board 
Six foot six, three forty. And what did he run at the combine, uh, Damon? Four, four eight? Four seven, guys. Four seven. Smoking. Yeah. He's a stud. Jalen Brother brings up something good in the chat. I feel like the Vikings are committed to a defensive player. So Jordan Davis, Kyle Hamilton. I mean, I, I wouldn't discount a Trent McDuffie if they fell in love with him. Their offense, they got an offensive head coach. They are offensively blessed, even if with Kirk Cousins. I think their defense is so far removed from what it once was once upon a time when they were making NFC title games. I feel like Minnesota has to go defense at pick 12, but I digress. Go ahead, Damian. So I'm guessing, guys, we're on the Eagles. Uh, you have a right I'm pick, just... Johnny? Yeah. yeah. We were just at 14 with Baltimore, right? Yeah, well, yeah but I, I was just okay. speaking a little bit on Minnesota okay. in the chat. All right. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, but, you know, last year they had Devontae Smith. You know, Jalen Hurts tends to go – uh, I mean, he, he's a dual threat. He, he's what we see. He's the modern day to me, what I think would eventually be Malik Willis. I don't see them going there. So, guys, just, you know, stay with me while I'm here in thought. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, what they need on offense. They're pretty solid when the guys are healthy. But I like corner, and I like the the Elam kid from Florida. So, I like mm. him at corner. I think that they just need to address some some situations. I think they could be offensively productive, but I think that they go defense here at this pick. I, I think the, the Eagles are destined to take a defensive back with one of their two first-round picks, either 15 or 18. I think that's the right play. Right it's really, yeah, it's 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 who it's your preference as a defensive coordinator. Once you get past Stingley Jr. and Sauce Gardner, it's like Trent McDuffie, Elam. Like, you, you, what what better fits your scheme? I think Elam's the better prospect because he's got better ball skills and he played a higher level of competition. Trent McDuffie. Uh, who was linked to the Arizona Cardinals. Very safe pick, but I think his ceiling is is significantly lower. We're on the clock now. Pick 16 at New Orleans. They got this from Indianapolis once upon a time. Uh, I'm going to roll the dice here. I'm going to say a certain quarterback out of the University of Liberty, Malik Willis, going to the Saints at pick 16. Mm. Do I think it's likely they can stay put? No, but they, they traded up for a reason. They have no succession plan at the quarterback position Jameis is not the answer long-term, but you have a luxury now. You can start Jameis next year and sit Malik. Malik sets that dome on fire. Tremendous athlete, has a huge arm, and I think is exactly what a franchise. New Orleans is down a little bit. Lost their head coach, lost their quarterback two years ago. This starts the new era of Saints football, and they can feel good about trading up when Malik Willis falls into their lap at pick 16, Bo. Yep, no doubt about it. Uh, are we going to get a glimpse at the board after we talk about athletic greens? Yeah, let's do athletic greens yeah. and then let's party on the draft board. Absolutely. I'm drinking the athletic greens on a daily basis. I'm feeling great. I'm sleeping well. I have more energy. Our partner has a product that I literally use every day. Talking about athletic greens, it's absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, so many things to start your day Right. It supports better sleep. As I mentioned, quality recovery. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. We could use wow. some of those as far yeah. as our uh, our Apple <laughs> podcast goes. It costs less than $3 a day, plus you're investing in your health. To make it easy, AG Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash cardinals. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash cardinals to take ownership over your health and pick up 
Ultimate Daily Nutrition Nutritional Insurance. Leah, how's our big board looking? 16 picks in. Ooh, it's, it's gorgeous. Trayvon Walker going one. Aiden Hutchinson, Evan Neal, Icky, Awunye, or wow. Ek, what is it? Ekwunye? I'm going to have you pronounce that yeah. on Thursday night. I'm not going to tackle Thank you. that. I appreciate that. After uh, after the commissioner does it, bro hugs him. We'll get it up there as well. Kayvon Thibodeau, Charles Cross, the tackle from Mississippi State. Garrett Wilson, the first wide receiver off the board. Jermaine Johnson going eight to Atlanta. Ahmed Sauce Gardner going nine to Seattle. Get that Legion of Boom back. Derek Stingley Jr. going to the Jets at 10. Drake London going to the Commanders at 11. Kyle Hamilton at 12. Chris Olive at 13 to Houston. Jordan Davis to the Ravens at 14. Kair Elam out of Florida going to Philly at 15. Malik Willis, your first quarterback off the board at 16. The New Orleans Saints, it has me picking 17 for the Los Angeles Chargers, who can go a couple different ways here. Yeah. I still don't want to break the Arizona Cardinals' uh, hearts here. I've seen Jamison Williams mocked to the Chargers. Don't, don't get know. greedy, Chargers. They're, you have two stud receivers. Get the hell out of here. They, Yeah, they do. Um, they just signed J.C. Jackson at the corner position, so could they look at Trent McDuffie? I don't can think Can they draft that's... a new head coach by chance, Bo? Can they get rid of that <laughs> joker? I think that they might go... Do they continue to just kind of boost the offensive line? I think so. To protect a guy in Justin Herbert who's going to break Kyler Murray's contract record when he signs it. Uh, we have Trevor Penning still on the board out of Northern Iowa. So let's, let's, let's send him to L.A. He can play mm. second fiddle there with the rest of the Bolts to the Rams in Hollywood. You're getting some love in the chat. Chargers feel like Trevor Penning to lock up right tackle, says Jalen Blair. I agree with that. Man, you, can you imagine going from Northern Iowa to, to Los Angeles playing for the Chargers? Good hell. Love it. Love it. It's like when DJ Best came to ever. the desert. It's like when you're the Eagles and you get two first-round <laughs> picks. You know what I mean? And with that second pick Don't do at, it. Number, at number 18, it's going to – I'm just guys, I'm just going to throw it. I'm going to throw it to the group. It's going to be a Penn State guy. It's going to be either offense or defense. Ooh. I'm just gonna throw. It's gonna be a round table here, guys. I, mm. well, I mean, because I'm eyeing Jahan Dotson, but I know Arnold. I hope I pronounce his name correctly. Abeketi, Abeketi, something yeah. like that. Arnold Abeketi. So yeah. at defensive end, you know, very similar to a Chandler Jones, what we know out here in the Valley. But I think that there are two guys. I'm sure that the Cardinals are eyeing. But I'm gonna go. They need some offense. Win defense. Last pick. I'm going Jahan Dotson at receiver. Mm. That'd be Lucky rough to kid. see because there's your safety net for the Arizona Cardinals and their fan base because I think a lot of Cardinal fans feel like, well, Dotson will be there when we pick 23. That's our fallback, right? Now, I, I think you're right, Damian. As we get closer to Thursday night, I think there's a really good chance Traylon Burks falls to the, the end of the first round, if that. And I think Johan Dotson is going to be a top 20 pick. It just feels like Saints, Eagles, all these multiple picks. It just yeah. feels like, Profound outside receiver. Uh, I think I think that's the right play. As we trudge along here, back to the New Orleans Saints at pick 19. So they went offense. They got their franchise cornerstone, Malik Willis. They have to figure out what, what's going on with Michael Thomas. I don't think they go back to the receiver pool. I think they go on the defensive side. Remember, Dennis Allen is now their head coach. <sighs> I, I think they roll the dice here and say, we've got a culture that can support this young man, Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle, mm. Georgia, getting after Tom Brady, right, and building back up that defensive line, uh, I think is the right move. You talk about just from a talent standpoint, you bring in a Malik Wills and a Devontae Wyatt with your first two picks. That's an infusion of new blood, 
going to the Big Easy and really establishing themselves as we're here to stay in the NFC South. We're not going anywhere. I hate my pick, but I think it just makes too much damn sense with the Pittsburgh Steelers, a kid that played in this on the same field, Heinz Field, his college days, and Kenny Pickett. Mm. Mm. I, I don't like Kenny Pickett. I love Pickett your pick. I would, lo- I would love to will that into existence. <laughs> I just think that you, you, can't, you can't roll forward with Mitchell Trubisky as QB1 in the Steel City. I, they're just, I think this is them grasping and it's their fan base is going to pound the table for it. Probably Kenny Pickett, 20th overall, the Pittsburgh Steelers, second quarterback off the board. So I was at the combine quickly with our GM Saul Bookman in March and the, all the talk and it's continued was the Steelers are infatuated with, with Malik Willis. Do you guys agree if they want Malik, they will have to move up to get yeah. him? Oh yeah. Yes. Can you for imagine? Sure wanting Malik Willis and having to settle for Kenny Pickett's Mr. Small Hands in, in Pittsburgh. I don't care that he played his college ball there. And by the way, Bo asked me before the show today how big my hands were, and I felt like <laughs> that was a shot at me as, as somebody who's five, six and a half. Um, but I, hey, two Get that half in there. Yes, get that half in there. Maybe three-fourths, five, six, and three-fourths. If, if two quarterbacks go above the Cardinals, we're in really good shape. I don't know if it's going to happen, gentlemen, but if we can get – Kenny Pickett and Malik yeah, Wills sure. above pick 23, Damian, we, we are locked and loaded. Well, we're, we're, we're close, and we're got at 21 with the Patriots. And I'm thinking they're going to go defense. They just That's just a Bill Belichick. I just, when was the last time that he picked an offensive guy? What was it? It was an ASU kid, right, from the, the last time that they drafted the first-round wide receiver uh, from, from here Chandler. But I'm thinking I'm going with Karloftis. I'm going Ooh. with George Karloftis at 21. I just think he fits the mold. He's a high-motor guy with, I think, Belichick loves, and he's going to be able to bring it from first through four quarters. And he, you, you could point and tell him to go anywhere, and I think that a guy like that coming from the Midwest fits right into those back east programs. I, I hate that pick for everybody but the Patriots. I think that makes so much sense. Once upon a time, look what he did with somebody like Rob Ninkovich, right? He, yeah. he, he makes these guys, these tweeners, these huge – edge guys into into stalwarts in yeah. in the northeast uh big 10 or otherwise that's a great pick i could definitely see that happening high iq somebody who's going to have a much better if he ends up with belichick pro career than college career what is johnny's what is this johnny the next Welk welker don't slander him i wish i could move <laughs> like Wes welker uh but sadly sadly i moved like johnny venerable all right so we've we've arrived gentlemen at pick 22 Right before the Arizona Cardinals, if you've just joined, it's a collaborative effort here, the Arizona Cardinals. I, I'm not going to stab everybody in the in the heart in this mock draft. I do think if we if we get to this point and Jamison Williams is available uh, a couple of picks before the Cardinals, if Steve Kime does not trade up, there will be an outcry for his job. Um, so we're going to play it safe here. I don't th- I actually don't think, by the way, the Green Bay Packers are taking a receiver. Um, I think they're going to mm-hmm. take one later. Remember, they've got another first-round pick here, and I, I feel like they want to go a little bit more on the value perspective because I don't think they value receivers like everybody else, clearly, right? You don't trade away a star receiver because you value the position. And they're I don't like think – They're system. Right. Like, hey, it's our they're, system. It's not the guys. Yeah. They, and they, sure. they want to spread the ball around. And I also don't think Jameson Williams fits them because they're in a win-now mantra, and I, they got to be patient with him. We know a team that can be patient at 23. At 22, I think this is where we're going to see 
the first interior offensive lineman. We're going to go Zion Johnson, mm. Boston Ooh. College, Mauler. They're going to go full on. We got to protect an aging Aaron Rodgers. We're going to run heavy with Aaron Jones and um, the kid from uh, Boston College. What was him? Did he go to Boston College too? The no, the other running back? No, Zion. Uh, yeah, from from the Packers. Yep, he sure did. So they got two. Bo- they got the Boston College connection yeah. there. Has anybody Boston. pointed that? AJ Dillon yeah. went to Boston AJ College. Dillon. Yep. Zion Johnson, Boston College. Is this so, kid that on the fly, gentlemen? Wicked awesome. That's what that is. That's what they would be saying back in Boston. I, I don't. <laughs> so I'm picking at 24. We've got to get consensus here. I don't think we as, need to have a discussion. We all are in agreement as far as who the pick is. is. Are we, are we we're speaking it into existence? Did we throw we the got 52 card in, people. What's did that? Do we throw the card in? Like, are we just throwing it at him? If like Steve Kime does not rip his pants running to the phone <laughs> to get this call in to Roger Goodell, they, they better have all the cameras on. Again, I don't think we'll ever get to this point because if Jamison Williams, if he's in the mid-teens or the high-teens, you pick up the phone, you call Howie Roseman, you call Mickey Loomis in New Orleans, and you get up and you and you make the pick. But for the sake of entertainment, for the sake of this, this mock draft, yes, it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree I like with it. you. I, I think that the, the Packers go for the right receiver at 22. I, I don't think that they view Jameis Williams as that guy because he's not going to be able to play right away. They are t- attached to Darren Waller. It might give him – he plays the tight end position. I I don't know. I, I don't think they – I mean, Jameis Williams doesn't really – When was the last going. time that they went first-round wide receiver? Not I mean, with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. No. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I, and I, I mean, Donald Robert. Driver, Devontae – these are all day yeah. two picks. Yeah. I agree. All right, let's I, do it. I, Put the card in. <laughs> Put it in. With the 23rd yeah. pick in the PHNX yeah, Cardinals. <laughs> yes. Select. Johnny? Get Jamison out there. Bro, I might not be able to, to drink my beer at the end of the night if this happens because I'll be blacked out. I won't be coherent enough to, to function <laughs> if the Cardinals end up with Jamison Williams at pick but what's it, but what? But what's the expectation of when he's coming back? Is he coming back week eight? Uh, Whatever. Second? This Doesn't is a second. Matter. This this team sucks in the second half. They can win games in the first half without him, and then you roll him out October, November, December. Like it's like you're fine tuning a Corvette, and now oh, it's not quite ready yet. And then you bust him out for the second half of the season. That stretch run when you inevitably fall apart, and nobody can prepare for him. No, no defense has too? seen it. <laughs> can he sack we'll get to that. We got 55 still. We haven't de- dealt that away. We get developmental okay. guys. I just want to make sure that he could sack the quarterback and block. I just, you know, just want to make sure because it's on my needs if, list. It's on if my this needs happens, list if this happens because you are preparing for the future with your quarterback, you're locking him in at some point so after smart. this draft. It, it doesn't matter, you know, what the first couple months of the season look. And we, we're seeing viral videos of Jamison working out. He looks fantastic. He looks better than. Johnny and myself on our best days. And yes, he's got a, he's coming off at the ACL tear. I and mean, you are coupling Kyler with a guy who plays to his complete strength, throwing the ball over the top of the defense. And to think about doing that for the next half decades, it's fun. And AJ Green wears down at the end of the year. You just oh, yeah. get you max out his reps. You you put Jameis Jameson next to him. They they study film together. They're he's side by side with him and D Hop. Right. You just get him engraved in his culture. Plus, this is an organization, and then we'll move on, that inevitably waits to an extent of it's too long. Remember how careful they were with Kyler last year and, you know, everything that went into that decision with Hopkins? Like, 
they they waited it out. They, this is not a team. Like if I'm Jamison Williams, I don't trust my development with the Washington Commanders, right? I trust the Cardinals to do right by me with with my rehab. And this is a long term play. This is not a move for September of of 2022. All right, I'm back on the on the clock with the Dallas Cowboys at 24. How'd you guys do me this dirty? That I got a pick for for Jerry in his Cowboys at 24 overall. Zion Johnson is off the board. I think that would have been a decent pick. Uh, you know, somebody to play opposite Diggs and then secondary would be pretty impressive for them. Uh, you've got Lewis Seen from Georgia, who's a very impressive safety. But I think that they'll probably go try to rebuild that offensive line, protect their main asset in Dak Prescott. And I think that they'll take the kid, the local product out of Texas A&M, Kenyon Green, mm-hmm. in the interior offensive line. Yeah, I like that. Safe, easy pick. Uh, a lot of their offensive linemen are breaking down too. Yeah, they're getting old, uh, you know, at that position. And that you, you just secure, you know, Zach's, I mean, Dak's, you know, future with the team and giving him all that money. You got to protect him. So, I mean, that's, yep. that's definitely smart. You got to get Zeke going too. Yeah. yeah. Zeke going, you're paying him all that money. You open up some holes for that guy. For sure. For sure. I want to. I want to remind everybody, children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best that we have to reduce the chances of getting sick. The vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or, or even dying from the disease. It's safe, free, and highly effective. And vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for or location nearest to you. Leah, can we get an update, please? And a celebratory one at that. Um, of all these picks, 17 to 24 gentlemen, which do you feel like is m- most likely to happen? Trayvon Walker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying 17 to 24. The ones we just did. 17. Hmm. I, I feel like like I really am warming up to that Karlofkis pick for New England, even though people are saying he's falling a little bit. Like uh, Belichick. I think he's done taking skilled players in the first round. Yes. He's gotten burned by by so many Sony Michels and Nikhil Harry's. Like they want to get back to kicking ass up front of the line of scrimmage. I think Karlopkis is my favorite, one of my favorite picks of this entire mock draft to the Patriots. But you hate him to the Cardinals because I don't trust the Cardinals. <laughs> Bill Belichick makes defensive ends in his sleep, right? Yes, yes. If we had Bill Belichick running the show. Van, I love Vance Joseph. No, you don't get any more defenders, right? Belichick would have made Zavin Collins an all-pro by now. All right. You all know it. With the, You're on wait, the wait, wait, I'm on the clock? Hmm. Are, are you at the Bills with 25? Yeah, I'm at the Bills with 25. I mean, I think that you love everything about Josh Allen and what he's able to do offensively. Don't really see a lot of holes there, but I think they could always add a little bit of pieces uh, on defense to make a more complete team. I'm going to go with... Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah. I uh, saw him this year when he played University of Arizona, and the guy was just a freak. He was the only one that running around the football field. You saw him all year round on highlights. He's long. He has great explosiveness. He has all the traits that you want at linebacker, and he has speed of this game, that position versatility where he could play the Mike, Sam, and the Will, and, and be in coverage, and he likes to thump. So I think he'd make a, a great addition. Only thing about it, I mean, he's coming from Utah, so he can play in Buffalo, too. It gets cold there, so. Uh, that's what I like at the Buffalo at 25. I like it. Uh, I I think, listen, the, the Buffalo Bills are on the cusp of winning that conference, and they need, like, they're a team 
The Cardinals are not one or two players, players away. away. Yeah. The yep. Buffalo Bills are that. Like if the Buffalo Bills nail this draft, like they're 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 gonna have you know a long sustained success of, of championship aspirations. Uh, or they could their window can close fairly quickly. Um, and I think that's what's gonna happen to the next team on the clock. The Tennessee Titans at pick 26. Oh man, I, I'm I'm tempted to go quarterback here because of how bad Ryan Tannehill looked, but I do think he is tied to this coaching staff, this organization. I their secondary has been terrible. They they drafted a corner last year. He's a developmental guy. I'm going to go outside the box here, um, and I'm going to stay in the box with a box safety, Daxton Hill, University of mm. Michigan. I just feel like a Harbaugh guy going to that organization with, with their head coach kind of hand-in-hand. Listen, we get into the 20s, and it's kind of all bets are off. We've talked about it. After pick 17, 18, 19, 20, there's going to be a – a, a uneven consensus of what's pick 20 and what's pick 40. Right. And I think all these guys are going to mix and match in together. I think, I think we could see a second safety going into the twenties. And I think it's Mr. Hill from Michigan to Tennessee. It's a good pick. And you've got uh, Tampa Bay. They're bringing back Tom Brady. They're losing Bruce Arians. They're bringing in uh, Todd Bowles. I think that they could potentially try to bolster that defensive secondary with Bowles. They still got some old edge rushers there. They drafted a guy in the first round, I think, at edge two, so more of a project. I think that they could go Trent McDuffie here. I think Trent McDuffie, a guy that the Arizona Cardinals are eyeing at a Washington to play corner uh, and lock him in for the next couple of years. Bulls with that defensive background, uh, you know, they got burned by Cooper Cup that you know knocked him out of the playoffs. Maybe they go corner here. Trent McDuffie off the board, twenty seventh overall, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Nice. With the Green Bay Packers with the 28th pick, they select wide receiver from the University of Georgia, George Pickens. And Damn. He's got the size that they like, and I just think that they're just they – with, with what you said, Johnny, they got two picks in this first round, so I think they're going to change things up and show that, you know, Aaron's in char- Aaron has some influence, and he's getting a guy that they like that's available, you know, and adds value to that wide receiver core. They got, they got to do something, and I don't think it's just – they got to go big or go home, and, and getting them later on, like you said, you talked about value later on in the first round. That's why I like George Pickens uh, from the University of Georgia. People aren't aren't questioning the, re- the importance of the receiver role. They they won't be after this draft and and the record setting pace that we're on right now. Uh, with I think we've got maybe seven receivers going in the first round, and we're not even through Kansas City's two first rounders. This first one is from San Francisco. The 49ers have picked twenty nine. I think the, the the Kansas City Chiefs would like to take a receiver. I think they wait inevitably. Uh, I'm going to double down. They took a linebacker last year, but they get an upgrade right now. N'Kobe Dean, linebacker, University of Georgia, field general, somebody that can come in and command that defense. That defense got better at the end of the year, but still a couple pieces away, a couple ass kickers away from being able to support Patrick Mahomes and company on offense. So um, I think N'Kobe Dean can slide right in. He's really in my opinion, one of the most underrated players. I know Detroit loves him at 32 if he were to get there. I think Kansas City jumps at the chance to, to add an All-American. Yeah, I, I, Brett Veach is drinking because he's going to immediately change his mind about waiting to get a wide receiver because with his next pick in this draft, at, uh, was it 30th overall? Is that where we are? We Kansas- are at, yeah. Uh, there's a couple guys still on the board, Traylon Burks, uh, from Arkansas, but he doesn't fit. He, he plays the slot oh. primarily, and, and they just signed Juju to that one-year $10 million deal. 
They brought in Marquez Valdez, Scantling to kind of catch on the outside. They've got Travis Kelsey, but they need to kind of replace Tyreek Hill, who's going to be the burner in that offense. They're not going to get Traylon Burks. They're going to go with Sky Moore at a Western Michigan. Damn. He's the weapon that Andy Reid wants to incorporate in that offense. I like him at 30th overall to the Chefs. Yeah, Bo, I, I like him too, just because of the position versatility, and you want to get back to to what you had with the pocket rocket that went down to Miami. So I think to move things around, to get him if he's there, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that that helps. So I, I, I like Sky more with that pick. Um, I'm going to need your, your the two of your help on this one, guys. I mean, uh, 31 Cincinnati Bengals, I'm thinking offensive linemen. Yeah. I don't have my, my – my, yeah, I'm just thinking – I mean, they, they're solid. They made it to the Super Bowl, right? So offensively, they can run the football. They got great receivers. They got a good tight end. Quarterback's solid. And you, But you need to protect Joe Burrow. He was getting hit, hit way too much. I think everybody qu- could agree with that. Defense, you can find great value in round two. Offensive linemen, who do you guys got available? I think Tyler Lindenbaum is the yep. obvious choice. Yep, That's uh, what the fan base wants. Yep. Um, yep. I, I think Cincinnati is – a potential sleeper to tr- trade up for one of these top interior offensive linemen so falls into their lap. We are on the eve of draft eve, and we've got the Ainsworth, our party going down on Thursday. Cannot wait for it. Johnny, I, I know we're excited about it. Just a guest list. Our friends over at Bird Game Travel have, have just packed it out. Byron Murphy is going to join us. He's going to do a meet and greet with the first 50 people in the door on 4 p.m. at the Ainsworth, of course, we've got our live show starting at 4. We're going to be breaking down the latest news that day, preview what the Cardinals could do. Could they trade up in this draft? You've got food and drink specials, giveaways. It's all going down on our PHNX draft day. They're increasing capacity. It's going to be an absolute just electric party uh, celebrating NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals, and, of course, the Suns, a big game that night, game six against the Pels, hopefully put away those pesky Pelicans uh, on in game six, If hopefully after a big win tonight. Yeah, absolutely love to see it. Uh, we are so fired up. I'm fired up. I get the last pick in this mock draft, pick 32 to the Detroit Lions. They would love to see a receiver fall to them, gentlemen. It's just not in the cards, right? This is a team that's actually pretty good on the offensive line. They add Aiden Hutchinson. Could they double down at edge rusher? Maybe. I think they're secondary, though. Leaves too much to be desired. I think they go the kid out of Clemson, Andre Booth Jr. Adds some Mm. size, some much-needed athleticism. I think the Lions, sneaky candidate to go quarterback. I think they go corner. They add two defensive staples here in the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. I like Corral there. You do? Yeah, I I think that's they they just kind of roll the dice. They get that extra year. But I I heard Ritter's been jumping up boards too, though. Desmond Ritter would be good. I mean, I think that that's just uh, that's the money pick. And if if teams waiting there and they've got a pretty high second round pick and they don't want to wait for their and they want that extra year that they might make a play with Detroit, who's still still building something. They've got Jared Goff and they can wait, I guess, if they want and uh, play the Cardinals next year. And Goff just owns the Cardinals, unfortunately, and so do the Lions. And if but, you, and if you get him at, at the thirty second pick, I mean it's no pressure, yeah. right? You know what I mean? It's not like he's going. And you get that fifth year option. Yeah. There you go, and you get the fifth year option, and you got golf there as a security blanket. Where hey, we're going to see what this is next one or two years. Something happens, we got a guy that we want to develop, and we see as a possible future leader of this team. 
Want to take a second pump to tell you about our new partner, OG's. OG's Brands, they're part of the PHNX family. OG's is Arizona's first original scratch-made cannabis kitchens and is dedicating creating innovative, memorable cannabis-infused products to flavor life's journey. Quality of the products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and amazing flavor. Edibles are not a one-size-fits-all product, which is why OG's is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and all preferences. Their motto, Flavoring Life, and something we can all get behind. Let's get tropical. They've got tropical fruit flavors, including guava, strawberry kiwi, raspberry orange, and pina colada. You want to learn more about our new partner, OGs? Go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to learn more about OGs. So fired up, gentlemen. We have the results here. 2022 PHNX Cardinals mock draft. Here it is. Take it in all its glory. Uh, a couple standouts that that we like that didn't make the first round let's start with mr Traylon burks who we feel like is going to be at this point a fringe first rounder uh we're not certain the cardinals interest we know he has met with the cardinals a couple different times had a private visit saw after and, and met with him at the combine did not make our first round mock gentleman just mentioned it no desmond ritter no matt corral only two quarterbacks both of which going before Pick 20. Also, no tight ends. No Trey McBride going in our first rounder. Best available, you could say, potentially Rayman from uh, the tackle from Central Michigan. Still available. Lewis Kine, the safety out of Georgia. Uh, Mefa, Boa Mefa, the edge rusher from Minnesota. I'm sure I'm butchering that name. Brees Maffe. Hall, the top. Mafe. Brees Hall, the top running back out of Iowa State. Not available. I think, gentlemen, the, the, the mock emphasis of this mock draft is edge rushers offensive linemen and receivers or where your bread is buttered in 2022 yeah but the arizona cardinals were able to kind of get their guy somebody that they're reportedly in on jameson williams he's come to a visit reportedly uh so is Traylon burks but i i just think as far as what the arizona cardinals want to do offensively I don't know if there's a receiver that maybe Garrett Wilson that could can do it better, if not, uh, or just equally as, as J-Mo when healthy. So I, it would just be that's that's what I think all of us want to happen come Thursday night. But, uh, you know, he's he's uh, top 10 sometimes projected wide receiver. We'll see what happens with the Alabama product. I mean, I, I, don't, this, think, I don't think you could pass him up, Johnny, right? Like if he's there, I don't think that you can. But a lot can happen, right? If there's a run on quarterbacks – which I don't necessarily foresee because the value, I think the value in comparison to the two different positions, right? You got edge rushers, as we talked about, and you got receiver. I don't necessarily know if those top four quarterbacks are equate to the value of the, of the guys available. So to me, if it helps out if anything other than a edge rusher and receiver gets picked, right? So, and what's that's going to be, you can't really identify anyone other than quarterbacks and you hopefully those guys get picked up because there's some unique opportunities in there where a team like the Panthers can draft one, the Saints can draft a quarterback, obviously the Steelers. So anything could happen on draft day. We've all, we've, we've all seen that happen. When Sky Moore and George Pickens are going in the first round, Steve Kime, you know, Options are going to be limited to pick 55 for you to get an impact receiver. Uh, so I, I really do feel like it's receiver or bust. Bo Brock, you tweeted out today. That is the favorite in Vegas for the Arizona Cardinals top pick is receiver. Uh, we'll see if that number continues to move in our direction. And speaking of us, we are off tomorrow. Mr. Bo Brock has a travel day and then we will be live 
at the Ainsworth 4 p.m. on Thursday for the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft. I want to encourage everybody, go RSVP, come out, hang out with us, drink specials, food, all you want. And Byron Murphy, CB1 of the Arizona Cardinals, we will be there. I cannot wait, gentlemen. The comments are coming in fast and furious. I think we've we've reached the point now where Cardinal fan base, it's Jamison Williams or bust. I was thinking about it earlier today. When was the last pick that was universally loved by the Cardinal fan base? I think maybe Isaiah Simmons, maybe Josh Rosen. That was it. If if Jamison Williams is the pick on 23, should we end on this? Would it be universally loved by Cardinal fans? I mean, I think it would be hard to argue it, right? I, I think that given the unknown with D-Hop, just his explosiveness and everything that we've talked about, especially here on PHNX Cardinals and his ability just to make plays and extend offenses and make them dynamic, those are words that you share about Kyler Murray. So to have another piece, add it with DeAndre Hopkins and add it with all these dynamic pieces, that's what you expect from the offense, next-level stuff. But I don't think that they'll be mad if they – fall into the laps of a Jermaine Johnson. You know what I mean? Like I, or or Arnold Beckety. Uh, I apologize if I'm slaughtering your name, but if they get two guys like that, I think that they would love it as well. But J-Mo will be huge for this offense and just next level. As you mentioned, Johnny, not necessarily the first half, but for the second half of the season where the Cardinals tend to struggle. And then you just got to flood the position the rest of the draft at at the pass rush, the defensive line, uh, maybe even a cornerback spot. Linebackers. you're gonna have you're gonna have seven other picks to deal with. Uh, and it, look, you, you get the the position that is gonna be thin by that point in the draft. Get him, and and if people want to complain that he's gonna be out early on, um, look, just point out that he's gonna be joining Kyler Murray for the next couple of years in the foreseeable future. It's just gonna just have to be a little patient to uh, to see that connection happen. And then once it does, I think the it's gonna take the NFL world by storm. And guys, in Kimes Presser, he talked about, you know, that he's in talks with Kyler about, you know, just personnel things. What do you think is Kyler's preference out of all these receivers? Uh, it's funny you should ask that. I had somebody DM me right before the show started, said on a Kyler Murray Twitch stream, video game stream, somebody asked him about Jameson Williams. His ears perked up, big smile on his face. I would imagine that is his preference. I don't know that for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I can't imagine it's not going to be a receiver and and how can you go wrong with with somebody that dominated the sec so it's a cousins of a friend's uber driver heard it <laughs> that's 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 where i get all my sources if you're on twitter that's that's where they come from i want to remind everybody be sure to like this podcast leave us a five-star review subscribe subscribe on youtube phnx sports check out gophnx.com we've got coverage we've got mock drafts we've got vets on prospects with damian anderson and frank sanders become a member just under 60 bucks for the first year or 50 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent months. Again, off tomorrow, back and better than ever on Thursday, April 28th, live from the Ainsworth wall-to-wall coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft for Bo Brock, Damian Anderson. I'm Johnny Venerable. Let's strap in, gentlemen. We'll see you soon.